From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, it's Sunday, August 1st, 2021. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. It's somebody's birthday all around the world. 50 states, 43 countries listening to your daily top love kvetchathon. From San Fran Feces, coming for an IA, the weather report in San Fran Feces. Yeah, that's what I call it because I like to laugh about a dystopian effed up situation. It's been a beautiful day today. Temperatures in the 60s Fahrenheit, bright blue and breezy. New listeners, welcome. Regular listeners, I love you. Well, everybody, I um, this show is, I'm talking about I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed at the shoplifting viral videos. I'm embarrassed because in the viral shoplifting videos, it's black people doing that. Yeah, I'm embarrassed by that. It's okay that I say I'm embarrassed by that. Now, some black people who are maybe more hood than I am or maybe more monocultural than I am or have a mammy or an enabling or a black male worshiping philosophy think that people like me shouldn't say what I'm saying. Listen. You're not the Nazis. You're not going to put me in some psychological oven. I say what I want as a middle-aged, sexist, womanist, bohemian, biologically born black woman of the libertine variety. I am so embarrassed of what so many black people are doing in San Francisco. It is embarrassing to me. And it's okay that I say I am embarrassed. That doesn't make me bougie. That doesn't make me saying, oh, my God, I'm better than them. Are you kidding? I... When my parents divorced and my father abdicated his paternity, leaving my mom to care and feed for seven children, raised in poverty, collecting bottles for pocket money, working starting at the age of 11 so I could have a, um, what do you call that, allowance and eat better, a little girl who would go to sleep hungry and wake up hungry and would go to school dirty when my mother was depressed after my parents divorced because my father paid no alimony. In short, I know what suffering is. I know what deprivation is. I know what being poor is. And these people shoplifting in San Francisco, they are not doing it out of poverty. They're doing it because they can. And and as a matter of fact, in my belief, the bad guys are using these black people as proxies. They lie and say, oh my God, the racists want black and brown people locked up in cages. The people who are allowing black people to do this, those are the enemy of black people and those are the people that are going to end up having black and brown people locked up in cages. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. Yeah, so let me talk a little bit more about the shoplifting because I, I did say I know what being poor is, the embarrassment of food stamps, and that's when food stamps were in a booklet. 
And my mother, she had a lot of pride. She did what she could. She moved us out of the hood. She moved us to a mixed district. She had us playing badminton on the lawn. She was a gardener. She had uh, big flower beds. It was very pastoral, Wisconsin, hollyhocks, rhubarb patches, butterflies, bumblebees, going fishing, doing all the things that you can do creative as a poor person. I did very outdoorsy. So when I see black people stealing in groups, young black girls, you know, it, it, I have to say it, uh, it really hurt me. Last week I saw... Uh, uh, photos and I I'm, did he have a video of these black girls or maybe from the age of 30 between 15 and 30 they went up to a rich neighborhood in San Francisco and they had gigantic oversized bags and they cleaned out a drugstore called CBS and the look on their faces when they were leaving and I'm like I cried everybody because I know because I know because I know those acts keep you in a permanent underclass status. 70% of black males are not living in the home raising their children. 70% of black males are not in the home raising their children. So who's the leader of the home? By the way, mothers can't really be fathers, okay? That's why black molestation rates are so high. It is reportedly so high that 60% of black girls under the age of 18 have been molested, and it's very high for black boys as well. So when women say, I don't need a man to raise a kid, lies, lies, and more freaking lies. All right. I, you know, I'm in my feminine fields. I owe my vulnerability. I've lived in San Francisco since the 1980s. I already told you I was raised on welfare poor. I know what it's like to be deprived. And going to loot a store is not going to get you out of your condition. Okay, I know black people. I've only been black all my life. And I'm old. Young people call me old. Hey, I'll accept it. Because most people would not get to the age that I am based on doing dangerous stuff like looting stores, popping pills, smoking fentanyl, uh, having babies with the wrong guy, hanging out with the wrong guy, hanging out in the ghetto, doing crazy stuff that can shorten your lifespan. The shoplifting cycle is, it's dangerous for the family because people take their stolen goods back home, okay? They're not hiding it. They're coming in the house with a big, gigantic bag. Like, they uh, looted Neiman Marcus in San Francisco. They loot Walgreens. By the way, I do chew, chew out Negroes when I see them do it. I chewed out. The main guy who got caught, the guy who was in a famous viral video riding a bike down the aisle of Walgreens, I chewed that Negro out when he was stealing out of a Walgreens on Polk at Van Ness. This is self-preservation because I wanted that store to stay open now. I do not patronize Walgreens anymore because I'm not paying for them to enable this crap, but I chewed that Negro out. I, I told him, I said, this is what I said. I said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're making it bad on all of us that when black people go in the store, they're going to be looking at us more crazy than they already do. He said nothing, nothing. I've said this before at this show. Regular listeners have heard me say this. So people who are thinking you're going to reach out to me, oh my God, you don't have to. Don't tell me how to feel. Don't you dare tell me how to feel as a black woman. Don't you dare tell me I I shouldn't say what I'm saying. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, and I know it means a permanent 
undereducated underclass. You are not going to have people that are forward-thinking, free-thinking, going to college, has their children getting tutored, tutored. Those people are not looting stores, all right? They're not, when they loot the stores, they're not taking the money to pay for a kid's tutor. Are you kidding? This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Jam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. Because have the mentality to do that. That's a party mentality. That's a ghetto mentality. That's a, let's take this money we got over in these white folks. Let's go buy some weed. Let's go buy, go, girl, let's go get some shrimp. Girl, let's probably steal the hair in their head. You know, look at the pictures of these black people. And it's okay that I'm criticizing black people. I'm black. All right. Most of y'all do it behind closed doors. You're not doing it on the podcast. You're afraid to do it in public, but you're yammering. You're talking. You're talking about what's happening in San Francisco. You're talking about all these black people acting crazy, stealing in stores like lunatics. So they go home with the stolen goods. It's like the, the, you have two birds and they feather the nest and they got the little uh, fledglings in the nest. And then the birds come back with the worms for the birds. Everybody's ga- gather around the fireplace, kids. Look what we got from CVS. Ooh, girl, we stole all of, we stole, ooh, we stole all the white folks stuff. We stole everything. What are they, what are they going to do with the money? Are children going to get braces with that money? Are children going to get tutors with that money? Are they going to buy life insurance with that money? Are they going to pay an estate attorney to make a will with that money? Are they going to get all that money together for a deposit on a house? Are they going to get all that money together so they can relocate out of California? Most likely not. Most likely the money from the looting will be used on superficial crap. Fried food, good fast food, nice shoes. Maybe stole the shoes. They all seem to have on nice shoes in those viral videos. Probably purloined Nikes. Can't go steal the weed. Some are there. Some are trying to rob buyers clubs, but the ones I walk by, they have two, three, and four armed guards. So they have to go and buy the weed. I'm I'm thinking they're buying weed, more expensive designer stuff that they can't steal more expensive hair that they can't steal. And it's okay I say they. I'm just going to keep going back. I know what it's like to be poor and want to have things you can't afford. And I know that it is destructive and detrimental for any head of any black household to allow their precious children to go out because anytime you do something like that, even though the white folks have this law where black people are the criminal proxies, and they can steal up to $950, and it's just a misdemeanor if the cops show up. It ends up being bad for the already fractured black family. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. And that is where my tears rolled when I saw the girls at CBS, and when I saw them running out of... um. Neiman Marcus, when I saw them stealing in Palo Alto, I tear up for the grandchildren being raised by the grandparents. I tear up for the young black girls that only date 
uh, thugs because they only stay in the hood and they have the mentality, have to be loyal to the hood. They don't know what it's like being taken on a proper date. They're not going to know what it's like to maybe go to London or go to Paris or travel around and be a carefree black girl, maybe go surfing, maybe go to Hawaii and lay on the beach, maybe go sketching, learn how to watercolor, learn how to crochet. Uh, learn the feminine arts and home economics, they are not going to have that kind of life that I had when I got out of poverty. They're not going to have it. To say that I'm embarrassed by that and it's inexcusable, and they're not doing it to put food on the table. They're doing it because they can. It's a want, not a need. Oh, and one last thing. Those of you listening, you bougie. You know what? If people are allowed to steal out of a store, and by the way, in those stores that are closing, guess who's working at those stores? Black single mothers, single mothers, heads of households, Negroes loot stores out of existence. And three, three stores in my neighborhood, three Walgreens got looted out of existence. And I know people from all of those stores who lost jobs and couldn't take care of their family because people were stealing nonsense, nonsense. I could keep talking about that. You, you, you guys hear it in my voice. It's, it's bad. Oh, and one day. The looters are going to meet a Bernie Getz. Bernie Getz was a white man in New York. He would get the sharp end of the stick and the, from the thugs and the goons on the subway. I think this was the 80s or 90s. Little white boy with glasses on. They treated him bad. You know, somebody's got a people. You know, the uh, the dog kicks the cat. The cat kicks the mouse. The mouse kicks the flea. So the uh, people of color were giving him a hard time, and one day Bernie Getz brought the gun out. Pow, pow, pow. They tried to beat him down on the subway. Pow, pow, pow. Well, that's what's going to happen in San Francisco. One day they're going to be looting a store, and somebody's going to snap. Somebody's going to snap. They're going to be in there so like, I'm so sick of these people. Pop, pop, pop. All right, everybody, those are my thoughts on it. Thanks for listening. I love you. Guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco, damn. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Damn Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to sanfranciscodam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.